live brunch. We are live. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of live brunch. Live brunch. Live brunch. And welcome to Live Brunch. <laughs> I didn't realise we had like that small amount of time. We're here, it's very quickly. It's you know, all good. Megan, this is my first time being on Live Brunch. Is it actually? Yeah, and I was never on Live Brunch either, so I feel, I feel very privileged to be here. Oh, was that like a choice not to be? Or? Um, it was when, we, when it was on Tuesday lunchtime, they used to have meetings, so I couldn't do it. Aww. So, um, and yeah, so I'm very happy to be here. It's very nice. Welcome. Thank you very this much. This is a real honour. Um, well, yeah, so um, welcome to Live Brunch. Uh, I'm Megan. This is Stephen. Um, oh, I see food in the distance. Um, speaking of food, actually, and you were speaking of um, lockdown at the beginning, I've been seeing on your Instagram that you've been making ice cream. I have made 52 flavours of ice cream this year. 52? Yeah, I got it as a Christmas present. I, it suddenly feels like we can talk about Christmas now. Uh, but yes, I got it as a Christmas present last year because ice cream is my favourite food. And um, yeah, I decided I would make one a week, but I basically, because I locked down, nailed it by September. So I made two, two flavours. Uh, lime, uh, zesty lime being my favourite. So, Interesting, yeah. okay. But anyway. Nice. What's the, what's the weirdest one? Um, I made beetroot and that went straight oh. in the bin because it was disgusting. It tastes, yeah. like, tastes like beet. Beet. Yeah. Beetroot. Beet. <laughs> there we go. Um, well, great. Okay, so um, yeah. I have loved this series. I've loved the, all, all that's been um, spoken about, all that's been brought, and I've loved having conversations afterwards with friends and my small group. Um, but yeah, I just want to ask you, what, what's been your main takeaway? What's been your highlight? Um, how have you found this series? Yeah, great. I mean, I, I, I love the book of Exodus. I think, you know, dipping into it as a, as a church over many years, as we've done the kind of the story course in the background was, was redemption. And uh, it's just... Um, just a brilliant way of looking at real people and their real responses. And I said during my sermon, you know, that, that we look at these rights and think, oh, they're so terrible. But you think, oh, they're no worse than I am, really. And so you get a real, cap it really kind of cap encapsulates people well, but it also then encapsulates God's response really well. Mm -hmm. And just again, grappling each week, just the way the gospel's there in terms of our, yay. Amazing. <laughs> Thanks. A great Christmasy napkin. Um, yeah, encapsulates us uh, in terms of, uh, yeah, how, how God responds to us in our terrible and uh, he's just his utter commitment to us is brilliant so and I, I have to say my favorite one was just last week just loved 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 what Joel said um I, and the week actually and the week before I think both of them I felt very very convicted they're things where you can just hear it every week and feel like yeah my heart isn't quite aligned with the gospel I need to hear that again or I'm building up my own little idols I need to deal with that again because we're, we're little idol factories so yeah well I, I mean I loved hearing this morning's one um so could you give us like I know you've literally just delivered yeah, it yeah. could you give us like a 30 second summary yeah 30 second summary is something along the lines of do you want God's presence uh, more than the things he offers you. Mm. I mean, that's, that is, in, in one line, that's kind of it really. You know, do you just want the benefits of a good God or do you want to know the good God, be in relationship with him? So good. Um, yeah, do you, do you want to read out? Yeah, I've got, I've got some small group questions for you. Here we are. So first one, if you're in a small group this week or just maybe just for you looking at yourself, I know some people are doing WhatsApp with just a mate, use these. These might be helpful starters for you. So the first one was Moses and the Israelites were distraught at the prospect of entering the promised land without God going with them. Do you think they would have reacted the same way when they were back in Egypt? What do you think had changed in them? 
Number two, in what ways has this message and this preaching series caused you to reflect on the goals and the desires of your heart? And number three, how do you connect with the presence of God? What does that look like in your life? Great. Thank you very much. Hopefully that's helpful for you. Um, so I actually wrote down something which I felt was very tweetable, something you said. Um, uh, we care more about the benefits of the relationship than the relationship itself. Yeah. So, um, I w I, yeah, I was just wanted to ask you if you could unpack that, if you have any stories about that. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sure. I think if we, if we go back a week to what Joel was talking about, I think we all have things in our lives that can become golden calves. And uh, that, you know, I think we can be dismissive about the, the things we think. So, I mean, I think there are bad things in our lives that we're dealing with. But I think it's the, in terms of God's presence and relationship with him, it's often the subtle things, mm. the smaller things that can become the distraction, growing, can grow into bad things often as well. Uh, but those, those are the things that very practically can sometimes uh, get in the way. And I think, I think for me, as, as I've looked at this and as I've passed it to other people, it's just being, I guess, pretty ruthless about finding those out, you know, by asking the Holy Spirit, you know, where could those things be? And, uh, and then getting practical and just thinking, okay, if there's a danger of this thing becoming a God thing, this, this thing, if I want this more than I want God, then I want to just redress that. Mm -hmm. And so some really obvious ones, you know, even food. Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, I can often see where my spiritual life is at, depending on how much I'm medicating my lack of sleep or just stress in life by just food. Mm -hmm. And uh, knowing, oh, you know, that's not a good thing. So keeping an eye on that, and even to the going to the other extreme, saying, actually, you aren't going to fast. I'm going to say, God, I want you more than I want food. You know, I want to feast on you more than I want food. That'd be a really obvious one. Other people I know, social media can be that. I think, you know, just television or even music's a bit one for me. I just always, always have songs going on, yeah, yeah. which just means I haven't got the space and time to just talk to God or him speak to me. And so when I spot that, sometimes it's halfway through a song. I have to really like, you know what, I'm going to stop the song even halfway through, not even wait to the end. Just say, God, you know, I want you more than I want my music. Mm. Um, I've got really good of someone else actually as yeah, well. Is that okay? Well, this is something I didn't make it into the sermon today. Uh, but there is a, a really good friend of mine um, who asked me to mentor him uh, a few years ago. And uh, one of the issues that he identified in his life is that he was so desperate to be in a relationship and to be married. That was, that was his big thing. And he knew that in all kinds of subtle ways that uh, he was sometimes making foolish mistakes or just giving inordinate amount of time thinking to that, obsessing about that, even praying about that. Mm. And which is okay to pray about those things. It's not, and wanting to be married and having a relationship is not a bad thing. But he just knew that that is what he cared about more than he cared about his relationship with God. And he just made a commitment, you know, just between us, between me and him, said, look, you know what, I'm not going to go out with anyone for the next year. I'm just not going to do it. And during that year, he's really started liking someone. And there's a real tussle in his heart to think, no, I don't want to be legalistic, but I do want to just, I want God more than this person. And, uh, you know, that's important. And in fact, for me to have a healthy relationship with that person is really important. That's the order in which I make it. And uh, it was such a joy to seeing him journey that out. And eventually he extended it more than a year. Because he got to the end of the year, I was like, you know, I'm still not quite dealt with it. I feel it's right just to, to push it on. And then I sat down with him. And uh, the date was like an Easter. And it was like a month before Easter. And we're just looking at thinking, okay, it's a month's time. Do you think you're, you know, you're going to start going out with this person? And he said to me, Stephen, I've cultivated such a love for Jesus that I almost don't want to go out with that person now. I just so love him that to let someone else have any affection feels almost a bit weird for me. And at that point, I said to him, you should go out with her now. Oh. I said, you just reached that point where the presence of God is more important to you than that person, which means I know you're going to love her rightly. 
and you're just, you know, and it was just, I, mean, I tears in my eyes, it was, so, it was such a beautiful transformation as he's gone after Jesus and put his other thing, other thing. you know, think, oh, you know, it's less, if you're off those things, it means you have less. It's not. God loves you enough to give you himself. And that becomes everything. And then, then God says, and you can have those other things. You know, the verse that says, seek my kingdom first and everything else will be added. Anyway, you got me, got me sermonizing then. I was about to cry then. Yeah, it's, good. <laughs> it's good. It's a good story. Um, so, yeah, I just I want to ask some practical questions. Um, so, you were talking about the Holy Spirit. How do we learn to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit? Um, if we're to live in God's presence, yeah, how do we get to know him? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think as, we, as with our um, human relationships, we all relate differently. We have, you know, we have we're different makeups and different personality types. And so uh, there's no one size fits all. And it is a real learning. So I described my sermon, just how I've kind of journeyed uh, with God and some of the things that have helped me. And I try to give people tips because I think it is boring things, trying things out. Uh, it's, it's definitely part of it. Um, but somebody's just very simply asking him. Mm. So, you know, in one sense, how's your prayer life work? And just begin where you are and just begin chatting with him, inviting him into your life. One of the things that really helped me as someone who speaks quickly and thinks quickly and does life quickly and wants to activate the whole time, uh, one big one th for me is just really slowing down. Mm -hmm. And so um, I always say a few years ago, it's probably a lot of years ago now re in reality, I just learnt the kind of uh, uh, pleasure of journaling and uh, just writing out my prayer to God. Yeah. And uh, I can't write very fast, and so, you know, the, the thoughts come out only as quickly as I can write it down. Just slow me down enough to make me a bit more sensitive to the things I'm saying, not just throwing out cliches, not just throwing out, you know, sometimes our prayer life can be a bit, um, oh, th these are the right things to say. And when you start putting your pen to paper and slowing down, meditating on the things you're saying, even meditating on the scripture as you do it, uh, just taking a scripture, just unpicking the truth, unpicking the different words, which tells you about God, what tells you about yourself. I've just discovered actually what's really going on in my heart. Where's my relationship really at with God? And I felt, you know, it almost it never fails in one sense to, for me to, to hear God. I have to be careful that journaling doesn't become God. <laughs> uh, but no, finding him in the midst of it. And I've just found that is a really, really practical way. And I mentioned John Tyson earlier and his prayer of examination, but even uh, myself and Cy Brady were in a car with another yeah. friend of ours. <laughs> with another friend of ours, uh, a long time ago, uh, when we were young whippersnappers, and we were saying, you know, what, what's helped you to grow in God the most? And, and they said this thing you know, at the end of the day, just examining your heart and say, God, you know, where, where have I been closest with you today? Mm. And just beginning to think, okay, these things help you be close with God, do more of them. Yeah, uh, So yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I found um, kind of similar, but um, it, one thing I do at the end of the day as well is like write down my highlights of the day, just like, two or three yeah. um, and it, I then like turn them into like prayers of thankfulness yeah. and I just tend to see like more of what God's been doing in the day and it's been amazing yeah it's been so fun I, f I feel like the discipline of gratitude is massive mm. so that verse in Philippians 4 about um, you know, do not be anxious and, and it, but it doesn't say just full stop it's like don't be anxious but instead bring your prayer request absolutely but with thanksgiving and thanksgiving is such an, a an antidote uh, to anxiousness and such an antidote to not knowing if God's there. As mm. soon as you begin to acknowledge his grace in everything, you know, so, uh, you know, we, I'm not really into praying for parking spaces, but I don't <laughs> think it's a wrong thing, actually, because when you pray, saying, God, I can do it in parking space or, or, you know, help this line go a bit quicker, those things, and you've got to be careful there's not a selfish, you know, just rub the lamp, genie relationship with God. But it's just talking about those normal things. When they come good, you're like, oh, God, thank you for blessing. If they don't, you're like, but God, you're still good. Yeah. And just 
looking for the blessings in life, knowing that every good thing comes from him. And that helps you just connect with him. That's so good. That's yeah. so good. I tell you what, I've been doing the marriage course with my wife recently. Oh, and uh, one of the things they were talking about is just, um, just showing more appreciation for each other. So we're just introducing this term just a bit more like, hey, I really appreciated you do that, did that. And it, it can sound a little bit forced at times, but it's just stopping to acknowledge, hey, I really do like the fact that you made the effort for that. Mm. And yeah, it, feel, it feels good. And it, it helps me feel closer to Emma. And I think the same with God. Just say, God, I appreciate what you're doing in my life. Just helps you feel closer. Yeah, that's so good. Well, actually, um, so I guess would you would you call like the marriage course, I don't know, a resource for you? Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so I was going to ask you about any other resources because um, one thing that I found really helpful for myself is that I go through like the straight to feel more straight to the heart series. Yeah. So like helps me to understand a bit more of like my daily reading. Um, I, like I'll read something and then I'll read the chapter in the in the book. So I was wondering if you had any um, any books or Topics. other resources. Oh, yeah, great. topics. Okay. Oh. Off the top of my head, this is, this is good. Um, I think reading about people who um, have close walks with God to let it to inspire you. So I think the, the people at the top of my list probably, Corrie Ten Boom is like my favourite person ever. So her, just, just seeing how her and her sister uh, Betsy uh, walked out their life with God is, is, is truly inspiring. Just that sense of just, again, being grateful in the midst of concentration camps. I mean, it's crazy really. And just thinking, wow, it really challenges my perspective. Uh, there's someone's name who's just, oh, it's just left my head. They go to our church. And they don't go to our <laughs> church. It's the guy who was involved in trying to kill Hitler. What's his name? He's left me. Put it in the cut chat. Um, but um, him, he's cool. It just talks about, you know, just just that vibrant life with God that him and a group of his friends just really sought after, uh, which I, I love reading about. Uh, if you're going old school, Brother Lawrence, I mentioned, I think religious affections. So that's Jonathan Edwards, uh, famous uh, theologian and preacher in America. Quite a heavyweight book, but it's just full of just love for God and picking apart where just things get in the way of you being close to Jesus. And uh, I find, I find, I find go, going back to those things time and time again really mm. helped me. That's so good. Um, you, I mean, you were talking about your, your journaling, but is there anything else that you do like daily to help you get into the presence of God? Um, like, I don't know, like meditation or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's good. Um, I think uh, I've... I, just some of the privilege of my, my work life working for the church we have lots of prayer meetings and worship settings during the week but a lot of them we, we have loads less of them now we don't have any of them really we do we pray on zoom that kind of thing uh, which means that I've really been missing worship mm. and like I said I listen to a lot of music um, secular and, and worship but, but my worship playlist is just it's just is the one that's on the time all the time just mm. just kind of that sense just um, just singing to God, finding spaces where you can sing, speak in tongues, pray, and um, just, just finding more of those moments. And uh, yeah, I, I think, and just, and just finding other people. So I mean, again, privileged position when, we, when we're in meetings, let's pray with, with a Christian friend, just like, you know, I just want to keep saturating my conversation, different mm -hmm. things with it. And um, I, I sound really holy. I'm just not, I'm just <laughs> working it out. But I think just trying to make those yeah. moment by moment uh, things more a part of, of my life. And I think the other, the other, one of the things that also has really helped me, and not that much recently, asking people other story, their, their story, mm. just their story generally in God, but also what's God doing in their life right now. And again, I find that so inspiring. It's something, it's such encouragement to one another. Mm. We can so easily just talk about all kinds of things. And I'll just say, hey, what, what has God spoken to you about? And when you start doing that, wow, the things that come out of people, and just, it just encourages you and causes your heart to grow yeah. as well in love for God. Good inspiration. It's good. Um, okay, so I have a question. Um, what if I find that I have little desire to spend time in God's presence? Does that mean that I'm not really a Christian or I'm a bad one? Um, and how can I go about changing that? 
Great. Okay. So I think um, there's, maybe go through two categories with that. So I think the first one, if maybe if you're a new believer, um, I would just say definitely get someone to pray for you. So the Bible talks about laying on hands, uh, which is a sort of funny thing with COVID, like can we touch each other? But, you know, if you can, find another believer, go for a walk, get them to hand your shoulder and just pray that God will fill you with the Holy Spirit. We're absolutely, we believe that what we see in the Bible is what we can see today. Mm. And uh, we know that God loves to fill us with the Holy Spirit. We the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but no, not just once, but just keep being filled. And so I guess getting someone to pray for you and with you is a massive part mm. of that. But also just in our lives, we do have desert moments where we feel far from God. And uh, there's it's like, you know, is something wrong with me if I'm not feeling close to him? Sometimes we don't, and that's okay. And uh, God's, still, God's still pleased when we, we press in in those moments anyway and, and seek him. Mm. I, I mean, and we must do that. I had something else I was going to say to those people. Oh, it's like on my head. It'll come back. It'll come back to me. Uh, what was the question? What was the, remind me of the question. Um, How do we... So what, what if I find that I have little... Oh, I know what I was going to say. Okay, yeah, it's okay to pray, um, uh, I want to want to you, Lord. And I've definitely prayed that myself. I know uh, there's this, my, probably my favourite song, uh, not favourite song, but um, a song that's really helped me time and time again, just real, real to my heart. It's like, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my... And I often sing that, but um, I've often added in a couple of extra words. It doesn't make the melody work, <laughs> but it's more oh, honest. Which is, Lord, I want to give you my heart. Like, cause I know in reality, I don't. There's other things I want more or uh, I'm a bit apathetic, but God, I want to make it my prayer. I want to want you. Yeah. And sometimes it very quickly turns around. Sometimes it's a bit of a season, but, but press in. And I think walking with a friend as well. I think mm. just being honest, hey, just pray with me mm. and uh, just be in faith that God is good. He wants you uh, to be with you. And I think particularly if you've had times with him, I can look back at times in my life thinking, I know what it is. To, to know God in my life in a really tangible way and just say, God, help me just to keep returning to that, that first love and not be satisfied with less than his best for me. That's so good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, what about you? Well, how do you cultivate a life, or, uh, at least because I was going to eat something, cultivate uh, a life where you just know more of him? Um, yeah, I think it is a daily thing. Like, um, it is a discipline. And then I think the delight comes from that. Mm. And um, I think often I wake up and I'm like, I, I just can't do the rest of the day without it. Um, so I would often start with just some like breathing in, breathing out. And it's it's almost like breathing in the, the peace and the presence of God and breathing out the stress. So it, that's just a really quick thing. I actually like do a steam over a bowl. I don't do that, but that's just, that's a different <laughs> Wow, I love it. There's a holistic approach. It's great. Yeah. Bringing God into those it's things. Great. Yeah. And then, um, and then I'm going through like uh, just a, a chapter a day. So um, at the moment I'm going through Romans, which is incredible. And I feel like it's the 101 of Christianity <laughs> so it's been pretty good um, and then I'll, I'll just I'll write a prayer from that Great. Um, and yeah just throughout the day I think I it's it's actually been since lockdown has started I've just been trying to say thank you like every time I do something like if I have a bite of some food I'm doing like thank you for this if I'm having water then I'm I'm wanting to be thankful for that and I yeah. think as we were saying it's the thankfulness aspect aspect that has been um has been helpful in terms of um, just acknowledging God's presence and acknowledging that even if I can't see him in that moment, he is working in all moments. And yeah. that has been, yeah, it's been life-changing. No, it's been good. good. No, it's great. What journey? <laughs> it's been good. Right, I feel like we have two minutes left. Okay. Um, so uh, let me just, let me see. Um, okay, so here's a question for you. You have to do it in a really quick amount of time. Okay. So you were uh, kind of saying that the journey um, of Exodus was a journey into God's president. Pres presence. Um, to what extent is that idea the journey of the whole Bible? Oh, yes. Okay. Wow. Two minutes. Go on. Um, right, okay. So, uh, right from the beginning, God created people and so he could relate with them. So, I'm going right back to Adam and Eve. 
and um, they messed up, didn't they? They sinned. And what happens is they get put out of the garden. And uh, it's such a, such a so symbolic, so clear symbolism, just being put out of God's presence. And uh, just that fact that holiness and, uh, and sinfulness cannot inhabit the same space. And so a holy God has to put us out. And, and really the story of the Bible is God, God's plan, basically, to bring us back into his presence. And so through the Bible, we see all threads of that. We bring the people to himself, um, various characters having a close relationship with God, and then getting to the New Testament where Jesus bursts open the presence of God so the Holy Spirit can come and live with us. And then right at the end in Revelation, yeah, we come to him and be perfect. So it's the thing that threads right throughout the Bible. And let me just say about one of those stories that, again, got cut from us, um, was about David. And David goes to the battlefield of Goliath and uh, he's the one who dwells in the presence of God. He's writing psalms in the fields with the sheep and all that kind of stuff. And he pitches up and a Goliath's there standing against the people and uh, all the soldiers up with, no, no one can face Goliath. He's, he, you know, he, he, he's, he's too great and mighty. But David, who lives in the presence of God day by day, he's just like, I can take on Goliath. Why? Because he knows what it is to dwell with God. He knows how mighty God is. And when you live in the presence of God, you do more courageous things. When you take time to yeah, take out other dis- distractions and make time for him, you don't do less for God, you do more for God. You do courageous, aspirational things. And I know Matt's going to get into some of that next week as we, we talk about some of the practical purposes of our life. But I love that the presence of God leads to power, leads to great exploits uh, for him. And I just love tracking that through the Bible. He fills us up to send us out. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'd love to, just, yeah, just looking at that theme right across the Bible, different stories is wonderful. Amazing, thank you. Okay, really, really quick question. How did that story end with the person that you're mentoring? Did they get together? Okay, they got engaged. Yay. So much give away who it is. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Stephen. Bye.